When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Scott. Before we get to today's Browns training camp podcast, I wanted to remind you about Football Insider. Now it's really a great way to get in-depth coverage of the Browns during what I think everybody expects to be a really big season. A subscription gives you texts sent right to your phone from me, Dan, Mary Kay, and Ellis with updates and breaking news about the Browns, not just in training camp, but throughout the season. The subscription also gives you access to all that exclusive content you see on cleveland.com. A lot of it's free, but quite a bit requires a Football Insider subscription to access it. You also get our daily newsletter, which includes content that only subscribers get. So go to cleveland.com slash browns, click on the blue banner at the top of the page, and get signed up. All right, let's get to it. Here's today's Orange or Brown Talk podcast from Browns Training Camp. Welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Ellis Williams, joined by Dan Lobby, Scott Patsko, and Mary Kay Cabot. Out here in Berea for day 16 of Browns practice, but more importantly, it's the first joint session between the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns. Joe Judge, Freddie Kitchens in town to take on the Browns in a way. And it did feel like that, y'all. It felt like just a high-energy, high-tempo after-practice we got to speak to some Giants players. Evan Ingram admitted as soon as he got to the hotel, it was game day mode. And I thought that was cool to hear it. And it, it felt that way. It looked that way. So we're going to just dive in and hand out what we're calling practice balls. You know, the techniques in the game, but it, it had that type of tempo. So we're going to hand out practice balls to just players that caught our eye today, proved something, jumped off the page. And I'll kick us off. I'm going to go with David Njoku. And it's fitting that it's also how practice started. The, the Browns slid over to the side field and ran one-on-ones against Giants linebackers and safeties. Tight ends took on the safeties. Running backs took on the linebackers. Uh, a, a fun, competitive drill, but it's man-on-man, right? There, there's no gimmicks. you got to beat the guy across from you. And David Njoku was unstoppable. He mossed Jabril Peppers at one point, uh, climbed another giant safety on a, a deep corner, which ended up scoring somehow. They were throwing it from the 35. So that's a pretty deep route if you think about it. And from the route to the catch point to just the overall dominance, David Njoku looked the complete part of a, a top 10 tight end of this league. And I, I know that sounds wild, but it was really impressive. We got to remember this is a top five Giants defense. And, you know, they're only going against uh, safeties, but they, they've got a, a respectful group of safeties. Um, the Alabama second year guy. Xavier comes to mind, of course, already mentioned Gerald Peppers and Njoku made the most out of, out of both of them. And it's, it was a great way to start practice. And I just, I think Mary Kay was right from the jump. David Njoku has a great opportunity to 
catch eight or more touchdowns this year. He looks great. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, he's been very, very consistent this camp. This is the best camp that I've ever seen David Njoku have. We look back to last summer. He was, his mind was not into it. He didn't want to be here now that he's all in. And of course he's in a contract year. Um, now that he's all in, he is really having an amazing camp. I think, I mean, when you compare him to Austin Hooper, I mean, who really stands out amongst those two, it really has, it really has been David and he's doing something better than I've seen him do. And that is basically high pointing the ball, leaping for the ball and coming down with the ball he's catching contested balls and back in his earlier days he was dropping a lot of those and now he is concentrating through the catch and he's hauling it in and that's making all difference and if he continues on like this uh, I think he can actually come close to, to that number that that I've been talking about for a while yeah every one of his catches it seemed was you know a high catch yeah. he reached up and just held it over the Giants defender's head like a parent holding a toy away from a child uh really everybody looked good for the browns in that drill by the way right Uh, cooper uh i mean it was i think four or five passes into that drill before somebody had a pass knocked away um so everybody looked good dimitri felton i was just gonna say nobody like the separation nobody had separation like him in that drill the giants defenders were probably like is this why is this guy running i thought he was a receiver you know one pair but Njoku still stood out among, among all of them. And then he just carried that over to the team drills and uh, and caught a couple more. And, yeah, it's good to see. I mean, we've been waiting for Njoku to have a quote-unquote breakout. Um, and, uh, you know, this camp certainly seems like to be a launching pad for that. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jabril Peppers pointed out, as a defender that got beat in that drill wood, it's a drill for the offense. Right. There's a big advantage there for the offensive player. But I think what I noticed really, too, was David Njoku has – he's always been really athletic, but I feel like he's embracing this idea when he goes against a corner or a safety, like, hey, I'm just bigger than you. Exactly. So there was another play he ran, I think it was an out route, and he kind of just threw his arms over the top of the guy, and I didn't see who the defender was, but just put his arms over the top of the guy – and kind of left him in his dust when he went out towards the sideline. He was wide open. Harrison Bryant tried the same thing, and he got jammed up and couldn't get free. So that's the difference that the Joku brings. So if he's if he's catching the football, if he's kind of learning how to harness that athleticism that made the Browns want to trade up and get him back in 2017, now you've got something there. Now you've really got something to work with. And you know this has been like Mary Kay said, his best camp, and today was probably the most encouraging day for him. The thing between David and Baker that, that's going on is Baker knows now kind of exactly where to put the ball for David. Um, you know, he knows exactly what height to put the ball. He knows David's leaping ability and his upstretched arms. He knows exactly where he can put it, and he's putting it where only David can get it. And that's really helping, uh, that's really helping David a lot. And, and once again, David's concentrating and coming down with those now. And, and that's why, you know, I, I think that's going to carry over into the red zone. And it, that's, that's going to be tough to beat when he's really concentrating like that. Can I, can I add something to that? Because I don't know if we're going to mention this guy. We might because he had a good day. But um, Donovan Peoples-Jones <laughs> made a leaping catch. And I think they were doing 11 and 11 on the far field. And it was a great catch by Donovan Peoples-Jones. But to your point, Mary Kay, what I noticed is Baker just kind of knew I think he might've been a little trouble on the play. He just kind of knew if I put this ball in this spot in the air, my guy's going to go get it. And that's kind of the next level for Baker, right? That 
you know, he's always been a good, he's always had that anticipation, but just kind of knowing, like, if I put the ball here in this spot, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to go up and get it. David Njoku is going to go up and get it. And kind of making the defense think vertically like that a little bit. Um, that, that's that's a big step for, for this offense and for Baker. Yeah, it, it's a great observation, Dan. And what I hear you and Mary Kay both describing is chemistry. Right. And it, it, it is apparent between Baker and David. And it, it, it seemed from the jump with Baker and DPJ, and they just keep building on that. Uh, to wrap this Njoku point up, everything he did on the field was great. After those plays, the respect that the uh, the Giants safety showed him, Jabiro Preppers, you know, dapping him up, of course, history there. But just the fact that when you get beat and a guy shows you love, you know, it's like, all right, man, you, you got me there. You got me the right way. So just a, a complete uh, session today for <clears throat> David Njoku, and he'll build off it tomorrow. All right, Dan, how about uh, your practice ball? Oh, I get to go second here. That means I can take the guy everybody else is waiting to say. <laughs> I'm going Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, look, I think we have to talk about Jarvis this early in the podcast. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to throw Jarvis Landry out there, made the catch of the day, uh, a one-hander, really was in, in the first 11 on 11 session that we saw and we got an up-close look at, uh, was really good, the best receiver on the field uh, in that drill. And you just see it. I mean, this competition, I think, brings out the best in Jarvis. And you know, it was Jojo Natson that almost got into a little dust up, a little fight with somebody, but Jarvis, you know, somebody came up behind him and tried to poke the ball away at one point and he kind of turned real quick on him. So Jarvis gets competitive in these settings and I think it brings out the best in him. And I think we saw that today. Yeah. Yeah. He, the Giants just really didn't seem to have an answer for him. And I think he might've caught the first pass on the one-on-one drills and just kind of set the tone with that. Um, but yeah, the one-handed catch across the middle and, and just, you could tell, like, if something was going to happen in this practice, Jarvis Landry was probably going to be in the middle of it because, like, Stefanski right. said, is, is, that's just his competitive nature and everybody feeds off that. So he's a good choice. And, man, I'm trying to think about who I'm going to give a game ball to. And you guys <laughs> picked two good ones right off the bat. So I'll, I'll have somebody. I think I got somebody. <laughs> it was a loaded practice. And with Jarvis, I think it's important to keep in mind, he scored against these guys a year ago, had a really nice game, one of the better touchdowns from last year just from, from a league standpoint. And he's just, look, he's not going to be, uh, you can say this about all 32 teams, 31 teams, but Jarvis isn't scared of anybody. And it's important to bring up because this is a top five defense, as, as I keep saying. Patrick Graham is an up-and-coming coordinator in this league, probably going to be a head coach at some point, has a complete control and grasp on what he's doing with this Giants defense, specifically the secondary. They throw all a ton of different looks at offenses. I actually was standing there when – Evan Ingram was talking about going up against the Browns defense. And he said, he said, look, these guys are athletes. They can compete, but it was nothing like we deal with every day in practice compared to all the different looks that our defense gives us. And I don't think that was a knock. It just more was a, 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 a true look in where this defense is in an installation standpoint Evan said it was, you know, more straightforward, more simple what you're seeing. And I think that says a lot about what, where Joe Woods is at, what he's trying to do. But it speaks volumes to the, the complex levels of this defense. And the Browns, defense, the Browns offense, excuse me, handled it well. And a large part of that is, is Jarvis Landry leading with both his confidence and then just his playmaking ability. You know, as far as Jarvis is concerned, you guys, we haven't seen a whole ton of Jarvis. A lot of this camp has been you know, younger guys, Donovan Peoples-Jones. We saw so much of Jamarcus Bradley before he got a little hurt. We saw a lot of Alexander Hollins. We've seen different guys, but 
today, it really drove home the point of just how good Jarvis Landry is and just how explosive this offense is going to be. My goodness. I mean, I mean, the running game was, you know, looks like it's going to be, it is, it's going to be extremely explosive. The running game is going to be off the charts, but the passing game this year, it's just going to really build on what they did last year. This is one heck of an explosive offense, and we have not even seen the likes of Odell Beckham Jr. yet. So, really, I, I think it's watch out time. Yeah, I'm at a point where I'd be surprised if this isn't a top five offense this year. I, I mean, I, I can't say enough about how talented this Giants group is. They look the part today, and look, they, they got the best of the Browns at times. But it's I'm 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 all in agreement with you, Mary Kay. This is going to be an explosive unit this year. And they showed it in this this first session. Hey, it's Dan. And before we get back to the podcast, let me tell you about our virtual Orange and Brown season kickoff event taking place on Wednesday, September 1st from 630 to 8 o'clock p.m. You can join Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Ellis Williams, Doug Maurice, Terry Pluto, and me. We'll have in-depth discussions on the team, analysis, a live auction, and even some surprise cameos. Tickets for the event are free and they can be reserved through the link in the bio of this podcast, or the description of this podcast, I should say. There's also a VIP experience. Enter for a chance to win tickets to a special smaller group VIP experience with Browns alumni players and Cleveland.com sports writers. There's only 150 tickets available for this special experience, so to enter the ticket sweepstakes, again, go to that link in the description of this podcast to enter. Again, that's our Orange and Brown virtual season kickoff event on Wednesday, September 1st, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Mary Kay Scott, who's ready for the next practice ball? Boy. I have one, but I don't want to steal Scott. So, Scott, if you want to go, you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go further down the depth chart. I'm going to go with Demetri Felton. Yeah. Um, like I said before, he, he was really something to see in the one-on-one uh, running back, you know, linebacker matchups, uh, receiving his, his, his breaks and – people not being able to stay with him. But beyond that, he was getting, uh, he was basically, he was with the running backs for the second straight day today, which would lead me to believe we're going to see him in the backfield uh, on Sunday. Um, But he got a lot of first and second team reps today too, uh, running the ball and looked pretty good. Um, You know, he was getting to the outside. I mean, that's, you're not running him up the middle a lot. You want to get him into space and and get him loose. But uh, I think that was good to see. I think um, the other thing that makes me believe that, he's going to be running back is a, they just signed another receiver today. Another Jojo, by the way, Jojo Ward, um, I think Jamarcus Bradley's still out. So they want to have enough bodies there. So clearly Felton is going to be, you know, getting 19 snaps at, at slot, but today it looked like um, he looked like a running back today and he showed the types of things that, you know, the Browns can use to get an advantage. And like I said, if you're a linebacker, good luck um, covering him because, I think it was the first snap against the Jaguars. They had a linebacker on him, and he got open really, really easy for like an hour out, like six yards or something. And that was about the end of that. I think for most of the other snaps, they were making sure they had a corner out on him. And uh, teams will learn, but now the Browns got to figure out how to make sure that there's a linebacker or someone slower on him. Yeah, it, it seems like Demetrius is one of the safest guys on this team to make the roster. And that, that might sound, sound a little wild, but it's evident they got big plans for this young man. You saw what he did as a receiver in the Jacksonville game and then to come out here today and get real running back reps uh, in pass protection, in in running tough inside duo type runs. He can do this and he can do it at the pro level. And I bet Kevin Stefanski just can't wait to keep building as his role grows in this offense just naturally. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, there's absolutely no question about him making the football team. Uh, that's a given. Uh, that's definitely going to happen. And I think more so than that, uh, he's making a case to get some playing time this season. And they're going to have to find a way to try to get him on the field. And one of the ways that they might be able to do it is the fact that Anthony Schwartz has, uh, you know, he's been he's fallen behind the pack a little bit because of the hamstring injury, trying to catch up as fast as he can. But Dimitrik has kind of surpassed him in terms of gunning for a little bit of playing time, uh, whether it be at running back or receiver. And once again, the moment never looks too big for him. He looks like he belongs out there. And I'm sure the Giants are wondering today, who is that number 25? Because he was all over the place and, and he really did a nice job. One area where he's got to be able to contribute is probably in the return game. And he had one go off his chest today. He had a punch yeah, go off his chest. But that happens. Can't get too caught up in one rep here and there. But, yeah, I mean, look, Felton's going to make the team. I think this team is going to – these guys are going to err on the side of keeping draft picks to begin with. But, yeah, they're, they're starting to sort of unlock a little bit of what he can do. I'm a little less confident that there's going to be a ton of reps for him during the regular season, but that's okay. I, I, think, I think they will find some opportunities for him. Yeah, Stump Mitchell even pointed that out yesterday that, like, Dernis Johnson, Demetrius Felton should be focused on special teams and, right. you know, their reps are going to be far and few between on offense, whoever makes it. Before we went on here, Dan and I talked about how, look, let's not mention David and Joku's one drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then we bring up Demetric Felton. I know. Dropping a punt. That was me. I did. I did Are we playing favorites on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, David? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dem- I promise. I said nice things about you on the podcast. I forgot to record yesterday. <laughs> also true. And in complete fairness, D- David did have a drop today. But look, this is a great Giants team, and this is the stuff that's going to happen. It, for them to be able to do these things against a, another just in fresh blood, it, it really solidified some things. I, I, do we pour a little something out for Dearness Johnson right now? It, it, obviously not comfortable running one-on-one routes uh, against linebackers. Not not what they'd ask him to do, but just he didn't look great there. And then Demetri proving he can play running back. Is this going to be tough for Dearness to find a, a spot on this team? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they, they might have room for him as well. I mean, some of it depends on special teams and things like that. Uh, I, I suppose there's a world in which they can make it and they can both make the team, uh, at least in the early going, in part because uh, Demetric is playing almost a triple role. You know, when you, when yeah. you talk about uh, the run game, the passing game and special teams. So, you know, there is a world, I think, in which they, you know, they can possibly both make the team. I, I wouldn't completely 100 percent rule it out. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Okay. I, I think I might have. I think when I did my 53, I left Dearness off, but I think you can find a way to get him on. And some of it's going to come down to what happens with Kadero Hodge, right? What do you do with Anthony Schwartz? Anthony Schwartz will make the 53, but then does he, is he healthy and ready to go? Do you, does he end up on short-term IR after that, that initial cut down? So they can do some roster gymnastics. If Dearness doesn't make the initial 53, I think he'll be around in some capacity. Yep. All right, Mary Kay, we got one more practice ball. Who you got? Well, 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 you guys left me with a good one, I think. Um, I'm excited to give out uh, a practice ball to number 26 overall pick, Greg Newsom, for an interception at the end of the two-minute drill. Okay, can I jump in here real quick, Mary Kay? Yes. You said number 26, yeah. and I thought you were going a completely different direction, but go ahead. 
We'll get that another guy an honorable mention. Yes, number 26 overall pick, uh, Greg Newsom, not number 26. Uh, we, we know that's Greedy, and Greedy had a really nice day too. So really happy for Greedy. I always tell you guys, I'm always pulling for Greedy for everything he's been through. I'm always pulling for Grant Delpit for everything he's been through. When I see these guys go through heck trying to come back from an injury, and you know uh, that it's been so tough, and they've had, uh, you know, they get the blues, and they get down, and they fight their way back. You know, you just have to pull for guys like that. So good for Greedy for a really, really nice day today. Uh, but Greg Newsom, you know, there is just a lot to be said for those takeaways. Huge emphasis on this Browns defense for takeaways this year. It, it means the world to get those. And, and for him to step up big in a practice like that, that in a two-minute drill and get that pick on, uh, on Daniel Jones, that's huge. That's how you win football games. You win the turnover battle. You are winning the football game. It's also how you capture the attention of your coaches by jumping off the page like that uh, at the end of a key moment. So good for Greg and uh, nice way for him to, him to end that two minute drill. Yeah, it was an electric moment. I mean, it literally ended practice. Uh, they were doing two minute drill and Daniel Jones went to drop back and tried to hit the sweet spot in that cover two zone between the high deep half safety in the corner underneath. And Greg just did a great job gaining depth. I, I, I don't know if he had an assignment underneath and just bailed on it or, or what, but great job gaining depth. Daniel threw it right at him and Greg had to make it an athletic play, you know, kind of spun around half pirouetting and, and making it And the defense went nuts. And where are we at in this uh, number two corner battle? Y'all? I think it started today. Right. I, I think today felt like the first day where like greedy made a play and Newsom made a play and like, I feel like today is the first day that we can come away and say, okay, both of these guys are competing. Let's see what happens now on Sunday, right? Let's see what happens tomorrow. We're going to be in the red zone tomorrow, get a lot of that. And then let's also see what happens on Sunday. If we get to see both those guys on the field as well. Um, I mean, we'll probably get to at least see Greg Newsom on the field. So yeah, I feel like we're kind of getting to a point now where these guys are going to start to try and make their statements in this battle. I thought for sure you were going to tell us what Greedy Williams did wrong. <laughs> I didn't see anything greedy did wrong. See, that's why I thought Mary Kay was going number 26 there. But, <laughs> but I will say it just felt like the competition really started today between those guys. Finally. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. And you know what? I mean, for the most part, greedy has been knocking off the rust, coming back from a year layoff. And when I did talk to him and we've, when, we've all talked to him a few times now, but uh, when I talked to him in, I think it was May and he was on the comeback road, uh, he mentioned that he would probably be about 85% in camp and hoping for the shoulder to continue to strengthen as camp goes along. So the fact that he's still out there uh, is just great news for him. So it, it is terrific to see him out there. Uh, you know, he's, he's having contact, he's making plays, he's making tackles, and, um, and, and he's really, really coming along really well. I still think that Greg Newsom has a little bit of a leg up on him just because he is coming back from such a serious injury. And I always think, you know what, first round picks just, you know, you just sort of have that, uh, that edge in terms of the fact that they want to play you and they drafted you and, and those sorts of things. So uh, I would still put Greg just slightly ahead, but you guys are right that, you know, the competition is really heating up here. Can I, can I throw out one more thing? Um, non-practice ball related and I think it I think it's important Darrell Peppers today said that he thought the Browns were a good measuring stick for the Giants AFC North team made the playoffs last year 
And just, I mean, we were all watching practice. Didn't you look out there and just look at the Browns and say, I mean, this team is just better. Yeah, like, 100%. Nothing against the Giants, but the Browns are just a better football team than the Giants. And I think today was sort of a, a reminder, like, this team has taken that next step a little bit. Like, they're not the team that's trying to really prove something in these joint practices. They're kind of the hunted right now. They're the team that the Giants want to come in and, and prove themselves against. And, you know, the Browns, they scored on two-minute. We can debate whether Baker got sacked or not. Kevin Stefanski said he almost blew that play dead. Um, and they got an interception at the end of two minutes. The Browns were the better football team, I thought, based on what we saw today. I was going to say, um, you know, there were so many big-name players that were not even out on the field. Yep. So in terms of – I agree with you. The talent level of the Cleveland Browns just looks better. They are so deep on offense, so deep on at every position on the offense, that they just – even without some – of you know, even without Odell and a few other guys, uh, they still look – really really incredible on offense on defense i mean you know you don't have miles out there you don't have jadavian out there they lost sioni taki taki to an injury today we don't know how serious that is they they lost jacob phillips to an injury today mac wilson wasn't practicing today denzel ward wasn't practicing so here you are you know here they are keeping pace and they didn't even have half their defensive starters out there so uh, what we're looking at here, you guys, is, I think, a, a bona fide Super Bowl contender. This Cleveland Browns football team is a really good football team. And I think the, one of the reasons, at least on offense, they look really good, and you should probably get an honorable mention, practice ball is Baker. He, yeah. He's really sharp today, and he was making a lot of that go. Yeah, Baker remains crisp. And I agree, Mary Kay, this is a Super Bowl roster. They're playing – Super Bowl football in August, if that's ever a term that's been used. I just created it here on the Orange Brown Talk podcast. As for tomorrow, though, I'm predicting a slight Empire Strikes Back theme from the Giants. Uh, Hollywood Higgins scored a, on a Hail Mary type play today, and they you know, were quick oh, yeah, to roll out the red, red carpet. carpet. Yeah. Jarvis rolled it right out for him. You know, that was hypey. And then to end practice with that pick six, things got just excited. And, you know, you, we'll see. We'll see what tomorrow's like. You know, talent only gets you so far. When you start celebrating like that, you, you might get might get popped again. Um, anything else, or, or are we out of here, y'all? I think we hit on everything. There you well, go. Wait, one thing, real super super quick. I know Mary Kay's always got something. Go for it. <laughs> I mentioned that um, that Sione Taki Taki and Jacob Phillips uh, both had little left with minor injuries today, or we don't know the extent of their injuries today. We'll probably know more about that tomorrow. Uh, and Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson didn't practice. Gave rise to JOK getting his first yeah. first team reps, and he played really fast. Once again, looked good. Moment not too big. Another little step up for him. And Scott spoke that into existence yesterday on the podcast. We we kind of did out there in the in space somewhere. Oh, the wisdom that just. <laughs> Never I will vouch for Scott. He said he'd like to see JOK get opportunities with the ones would be something he was watching. And there you go. He spoke it right into existence. So maybe a little hockey assist there for, for Scott Pasco on the, the podcast that lingers. The lesson here is hit record. Yes. Always hit record. Unless you don't want it to be heard, then don't. All right. Enough of the philosophical talk here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We're back tomorrow. Unfortunately, I won't be. I'm headed to Minnesota. It's wedding season. Shout out my college football teammate, Matt Knopp, even though you're not listening. We'll be at your rehearsal dinner tomorrow and see you get married on Saturday. I can't wait for that. The whole team will be out here tomorrow to bring you orange and brown top coverage. So for myself and Lobby Scott Patsko, Mary Kay Cabot, I'm signing off. Thanks for listening, y'all.